this episode, I was actually featured on podcast called Grind, Sell, Elevate with Tizer Evans. And uh, we had such a deep conversation that I just couldn't resist to not to bring you here on Fearless and Successful Podcast. He um, was interviewing me and um, I just loved our conversation. You will see how incredible uh, podcaster he is a part of you know really thriving business and being a parent as well um, you, you he's just an amazing soul so I, I really wanted to bring this show on our fearless and successful podcast so connect with Ty over on Instagram and also screenshot this episode give us your feedback tag both of us in your stories and you know we would love to hear from you enjoy and let's do this hello and welcome to the fearless and successful podcast i am diana lugoli success and business coach helping online entrepreneurs just like you to live their freedom lifestyle I'm a multi-passionate mom of three beautiful daughters, an expat and HR specialist with masters under her belt. My holistic approach to business and my high vibe energy are my genius. And my mission is to show you that you too can be, do and have whatever you desire. This will be jam-packed podcast and your daily dose of inspiration, motivation, and tangible tips on business strategy and mindset mastery. Each week, I will bring you a worldwide guest or I will give you my personal insights so that you can dream big, plan for success, and impact the world. Get ready to be fearless and create unstoppable success. Are you with me? Let's rock and roll. All right, Dee, thanks so much for joining me on Grind, Sell, and Elevate. How are you today? I am perfect. How are you? Thank you for having me. Of course. So you are a success in business coach at Lifestyles by Diana. Mm-hmm. Right. So why don't you give us a little uh, background and context on what your mission is and what exactly it is that you do? My mission. So I think that I would go like with the typical, you know, uh, entrepreneurial mission to empower people to make impact and, you know, to just make this humanity um, more conscious, more mindful, and more kind to each other. Like mm. we want, we all want that, right? But what I'm really looking at is like, as a mom of three kids, is also like leaving a legacy and being a role model for my kids and to just kind of leave that you know when i look back and i don't know anything about about my grandparents about my parents you know they never they were not highly educated and that's not even relevant but i don't know anything about them and i want to like my kids to know me and i want to leave this legacy so i be i would be someone who they would remember like you know along line the the generation so yeah i think that yeah that's my mission yeah. Well, I think you're doing, an yeah, you're doing a great job. I know that you're, you're mentoring, you're trying to, and you are empowering women uh, globally. And I think you've, how, how many different countries are you working with people in? 24 now. 24. That's incredible. And you're based in Sweden. 
So yes. we're we talking, for anybody listening, we're talking across the world to one another. He's in Sweden and I'm here in uh, Texas in the USA. Um, probably what, what everybody thinks of the USA, they think of what Texas is about, but uh, I'm a native Californian, so I, I've got a broad spectrum. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, well, that's awesome. You know, um, one of the things I was happy to see that you do, I think that this is something that not enough people tackle is empowering women and especially moms. You know, I'm married. We have two boys that are four and six. Um, my wife's also an entrepreneur. She has an interior design business and it's super, it's hard for her, much harder for me. I, I'm out the door at six to go to the gym. I don't come home till six. She manages the kids, manages her business, manages the house. And it's a lot. Um, mm -hmm. So I love what you're doing. So I want you to talk a little bit on that and kind of why it was important to you to focus on moms and women entrepreneurs in particular. Mm. That's a really great question. And I love that you actually uh, shared with me that you, you know, you have a wife who's an entrepreneur and also a mom because I was always an entrepreneur. I started my first business when I was 21 years old and I was also, I have a master degree in business. And I think that business is something that was, that's just my identity. You know, you know that you're born as an entrepreneur. My dad was an entrepreneur and it's just something that I always felt is my calling. Um, been in different industries um, now as a coach full-time three years and I think what how I entered the coaching arena was you know Grant Cardona style yeah right the cash flow <laughs> yeah right, right. <laughs> I got this you know um, when it comes to discipline I'm an immigrant kid you know I'm a hustler I'm a you know I I, I pretty much when it comes to work working hard no one can beat me but I paid the full price for that because, you know, it's, it's not that I don't believe that you can't have all, but it's like one thing at a time. And also like really getting real with yourself, what it is important for you. Mm. And when I started my business, one thing that was always like coming back to me, I'm doing this because of my kids. I'm doing this to, to show them that you don't need to sacrifice your time, your, you know, who you are, your truth, whatever. Because when I moved to Sweden seven years ago, um, I finished my master's here. And in spite of my career, I was struggling to find a job. After 2,800 applications for job, wow. I ended up you know, cleaning toilets. Um, and that was like a reality. And I wanted my kids to, I wanted to be present with them, not just you know, being tired and being overwhelmed. When I started my coaching business, I was working 15, 16 hours and like freedom. What, what are we talking about? Right. I was doing, I was sacrificing their, their time, my time with the family and also my health. So what I realized, you know, the path of, you know, <laughs> this is ironically, you know, we, we talk in, the, this is a podcast about grind. Right. But, but uh, what I realized for me is like really doing what is fun for me and what makes me happy needs to be my number one priority. Mm -hmm. I don't, I don't say that you, you know, yes, let's, let's get shit done and let's do it. You know, when, when the things are really aligned and when you know what you're doing, but also like, you know, the things that don't make you happy, like, just delegate them, outsource them. Mm. Don't really like, you know, do everything because we women, this was my actually quote, we women and moms, we think that we can do everything. 
Right. And that's just not the case. We can't. <laughs> yeah, well, it, it, I think that trying to do that will lead to burnout um, and, and a tremendous amount of stress. And although, you know, the, the show name, Grind, Sell, Elevate, really my intention was that people realize that you got to have consistency and persistency in your life, right? And that's well, the grind part. That's the hustle. Yeah. You're never mm -hmm. going to get anywhere without that. But there is, I'm, I'm a firm believer too, and I talked about this before, having that Gary Vee mentality of work 18, 20 hours a day is not sustainable and I don't think it's healthy. Uh, so I'm not, I, do, I don't promote that just for anybody listening. Um, now I love, like, I love, you know, that he is, what I love about Gary Vee is that he is consistent in who uh -huh. he is. Yes. And that is fine. You know, yes. that just, that he is him 100%. Yes. And that is so cool. Very cool. And, he, and obviously very successful. So it works for him a hundred percent. So I, no, I noticed that too, one of the things you help people do is you help them create like a lifestyle design. Yeah. Um, I, I, I love to call myself a freedom architect <laughs> because it's oh, so cool. That. Like, you know, what I realized that that freedom is not just about, you know, money, money is good. You know, we, we can all learn how to make money, um, mm -hmm. how to manage money, but more of a, being mindful of who do I spend my time with that that like really dawned on in me like this year when I you know we 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 spend most of our times behind the screens right now yep. and people who who I wanted to spend my time in this isolation were essentially people that I chose to spend my time with and that was freedom for me my, my closest friends, my, my mentors, my, you know, my peers, they, they were always there when I felt, oh, I can't do this, or I feel like, okay, um, I'm an imposter or whatever. They mm -hmm. were always there. And that freedom to actually choose your, your circle um, to create that proximity is, that's freedom for me. And I always remind my students, my clients, it's whatever freedom looks like to you, you are able to design that. You're able to create that as long as you know what that is. And you so, are like declaring that all of the time, like, you know, yes. no one, you know, being really, really mindful. That was from the beginning, you know, we oftentimes say, so what is the freedom to live life on your own terms? What does that even mean? Like, you know, <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> you know to make, for me, like I make my own cho choices and I control my life to the extent that I can control it, right? We cannot control the external, but, you know, I, I think that I am pretty good in like controlling what I can control and focusing on that. Yeah. Yeah. You can't control COVID, right? But we can, we can, we can control who we, we allocate our time to and what goes mm -hmm. right in our thoughts, a hundred percent. So you mentioned a key word that I don't probably talk about often enough on here, but that's mentors. So, you know, who are people that have inspired you and how important is it for people to have mentors? Well, I, I don't think that, you know, and this go back to when I started, I had a coach. Of course, I started with a coach, but it was also like, I'm going to do it my way, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, um, and I paid this amount of money and I was like, I, I don't care. You know, I was totally <laughs> uncoachable. Like, no, no. Like, what, what is she saying? Like, I'm going to do this crazy funnels and, you know, oh, I'm going to do it my way. And that led to, you know, 
a lesson. Um, you always get the result that you that you want or a lesson you need. And I got <laughs> always lesson, right? Um, so I learned fast that if I want to really create success, like and be efficient and be fast, um, I need to apply what I, what I, you know, not just consume, but also apply what my mentors are, are you know, giving me. Mm-hmm. They were giving me tools, strategies, you know, also like mindset tools and all this good stuff. But if you don't apply, apply it, if you don't implement these tools, like you're, you're not getting anywhere. Um, and I think that's a, in these three years, I can say that I wouldn't be here where I am um, working with some of the, you know, you know, the industry leaders. I'm a part of Mind Valley team. Um, their ambassador for, for two of their program, programs. I'm also Tony Robbins and Dean Graziosi team um, in one of their programs. So I wouldn't be here if I wouldn't actually like follow my mentors and always having that awareness. They are there where I want to be. So why create something that, you know, from the scratch if they already have the success and they clues are there, you can see. Right. Yeah. That, that's a really great point that I don't think enough people pay attention to that, that, that to pay the proximity to someone like Dean or Tony is they've done it right. And if they're yeah. giving, if they're going to give you the blueprint, just fucking follow it. Like that's all you got to do. Yeah, yeah. You don't have yeah. to reinvent the wheel and do something special. Sure. You know, maybe put, like you said, put your own twist on it, but it's, uh, it's there. Uh, those are two guys that I follow and have a tremendous amount of respect for, um, as, as well. Now, one of the things I did want to talk to you about, because I think, you know, going back to being a mother of three, which uh, we've decided probably three would be too much. So I applaud you because two is a lot. Um, you know, how is it managing your time? Because I see that's one of the biggest stressors for people where they feel like, you know, I just can't do it. I don't have enough time. So how do you help coach your clients to get a, a real rein on their time management? Well, here's the truth, you know, Ty. Kim Kardashian has, has the same amount of time as you have and I. Right. <laughs> so if she can make it, we make it. I think that it's really going back to allocate your time to the things that matter to you, mm. you know? Um, and it's not like when I'm going to have this, then I'm going to do this. Right. It's like I'm being this right now. I'm being an excellent mom. Even if we have two hours together, or, you know, kids get bored. And I have a four-year-old, a seven-year-old, and a 13-year-old. Mm. Um, and I know, like, if I spend, like, really mindfully, full focus on them, for 30 minutes, they're like, mom, you're boring. Go away. <laughs> and they leave me alone. Like, that's yeah. how it is. Like, full focus. For th- it works, you guys. Don't think it's not. But if you are, like, trying to, you know, half-ass, I'm going to be here with my kids and do something. It doesn't work. Full focus, full attention. If you have to write a post, be like, take 30 minutes and write a post or social media, whatever you want, you know, whatever, sales page or whatever. Be fully present with that. Multitasking, you can't do that. And we moms tend to think that we can. And that's, that's also one of the things that I realized. I, can ha- I can't have like 10 tabs open. I cannot. Because it's like, you know, switching uh, focus is just like, you know, your brain goes, it shows, it shows down. It's just, you're creating brain fatigue. And that's why we, we basically can be productive because we are doing too many things at the same time. Yeah. 
No, I, I totally Did I answer your question. I yeah, no, <laughs> no, totally. Uh, I think the, you hit it around the head. Uh, you know, multitasking for me, I, I always thought it was because I was a male, but uh, um, you know, I think it's terrible. I always tell people, don't stop it, stop yeah, multitasking. Mm-hmm. You know, be singular focused on your activity. Yeah. Once the activity is completed, go to the next one. Because if you into you try to do multiple things, like you said, your bandwidth of your mind you know, your mind consumes a lot of energy. It's what 20% of the energy is consumed by your brain. So if you're trying to do multiple things, you're going to be inefficient. You're going to make mistakes and it's going to cause you more stress in the long run by, by doing multiple things. So I think that that's really, um, Mm -hmm. really, really sound advice. So, yeah. So this was the question, how do you actually manage your time? It is like, you know, setting priorities. Now, now I'm prioritizing this. So um, we, we are just finishing the, my book and, I'm not doing anything else. Just writing a book. Yeah, well, congrats. And, and when, when, does that, when does that come out? Um, on 3rd of December. When oh, my, cool. Actually, my, my daughter, 13-year-old, uh, she will be thir- 13. <laughs> um, so it's, a, it's dedicated to her. She's my biggest, biggest teacher. So, yeah. Um, well, congratulations. So you know, focusing on the book, I mm-hmm. haven't... I haven't been launching anything for past in this quarter. Um, so really single focus to the book and to, you know, creating those partnership and really doing podcasts and going out there and ser- serving my people actually. Um, that, that was really number one priority for that this last quarter. Um, so I think that, yeah, we're going to see how it goes. <laughs> yeah, no, well, um, you have to let me know what it's called and I'll, and I'll definitely push it out on many, as many outlets as I can when it, when it uh, releases. So I know that's a, a hell of a task to endure writing a book. I've never done it, but I've known a couple of people that have, and I know it's a, it could be painstaking a labor of love as, as they say, right. Mm, um, thank you so much. Appreciate that. Yeah, absolutely. So now when you got your, your start, I know you did a little bit of online marketing and you're talking about funnels. And I think that a lot of moms would be really interested and be remiss if I didn't ask you this question, you know, how could someone, a busy mom of three that, you know, I don't want to have a nine to five job because I want to be present with my kids, you know? Uh, and maybe they don't, they don't not like my wife or their, they, my wife is very talented at design. Like she just has an eye for it. How could they make money online? How did you get your start? You know, where should they look? You know, what would be a good path for them to be independent, have a sense of identity, but also still be present as a mother? Yeah, that's so cool. I think that now, like more than ever, we we have biggest opportunity to actually sell our knowledge. We all know something, right? Mm-hmm. That is a fact. Um, even if you know how to, you know, cook great meals to your kids, that's sellable. <laughs> it's just like how you package that and how you actually like a lot of women still unfortunately deal with that imposter syndrome who am mm. I to be doing this you know um, maybe I have a nine to five job and I'm gonna let down my partner or my parents or whatever that is or maybe you have a degree and you just need to pursue with that career that is like soul-sucking career um, nice. and you're not just you know you have you're just afraid to, to take a leap and to go into something that would create more fulfillment. And I think the best start is to really ask yourself if money wouldn't be a case or problem, would I be still doing what I'm doing? And what, if, if, if not, what would I be doing until the rest of my life? Because life is so short. Life yeah. is like, 
and asking your like really deep question, like in six months, if, if only I have like six months left, what would I be doing every single day, every right. single hour, right? Right. So once you got clear on that, like, where am I? Um, and then what are my strengths? Like, this is the number one. You can take a personality test and, and see what are your strengths. Mm -hmm. what, you know, there are a bunch of personality tests. I, I love 16 personalities. Um, disclaimer, I'm not like affiliate with no of these, yeah. these, but I really love them because they give you a sense of who you are. I Obviously, you can see I'm total extrovert and, you know, I'm a baby Obama and Oprah and I'm just a natural leader. And that's like just how it is. When you know that, like it's easy for you, you crush some of the fears and you get the confidence to really go after that, you know, spark and you follow your Dharma, Northern Light, whatever mm -hmm. you want to call it. Sure. Um, those personality tests are really good. Identifying who you are. When you know yourself, you can know what, you, what can you give to this world, you know? You also know who is the person that can receive and pay for your services or products, right? Um, and then you can craft your offer. I think that the, the, the single most important thing is, and you will know that, that if you have, you have to have an irresistible offer that actually combines everything. Who you are, what is the transition, who are you talking to, and what is the solution for them? Yeah, great. And it's great. It's sound advice. Is that something that now that you're helping women to do is as far as a success in business coaches, you're kind of helping them to identify, you know, because I think that, I mean, most people, I think in general struggle with confidence, right? And so I think that's, that's a key part you got to focus in on that you kind of touch is figure out what you're, you don't have to be an extrovert to make money. Right. You don't you don't have to you don't have to be a, have a real tenacious entrepreneurial spirit, but I think you have to have confidence and find your your passion and your love and go in on that. And so are those some of the strategies you start talking to with clients is identifying where their strengths are? Mm -hmm. So what what I have. So one of the things that I teach people who are just starting out and I'm just starting to launch their online business. Um, I created a launch blueprint that consists from, you know, five steps. And these are like identifying who you are, who your clients are, what is your offer, what is your sales vehicle, and how to actually launch the launch strategy in itself. And it has like, I, I combine both art and science, um, you know, how I love to really go into mindset and the technical part. Um, because I'm such a tech nerd. <laughs> I love oh, all great. stuff. You know, I love all yeah. stuff tech and you know, but also I'm very good, like having that underdog mindset. Um, mm. I actually am very good. I'm also an NLP master coach. So I love to mm. combine those th things, you know, like yeah. really tackling those. What are your limiting beliefs? What are you struggling? Let's let's just see how can we peel those onions, you know, and see what it is that it actually holds you back. Um, so, yeah, throughout the coaching um, in our launch academy, we go deep into these stuff. But when, when people are starting with, like you said, confidence is the key issue. And I think if you're really struggling with confidence, the only thing that you can do, just go for it. Like, because uh, action, like really action gives you the clarity. And when you have the clarity, you create confidence. Yeah. Yep. I, I uh, agree with that too. And, and I love that you are into uh, NLP. I think that that's, um, it's really powerful. Uh, I actually just had a podcast yesterday. 
on, on with a guy, Umar uh, Hamid, that's coming out that he specializes in NLP. And so it so was, powerful. it was cool. He actually live, he walked me through three different exercises on the podcast. Wow. Uh, so it was, that was, I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, it was, it was really neat, but it's a powerful tool. So that's awesome that you're teaching that. Uh, one of the things I wanted to talk to you about that I loved reading about when I was doing my research on you was about setting really big goals. Cause I, I stress to my team, you need to set things that you don't think that are tangible. And people are always like, whoa, whoa, you're going to freak people out. Like that's going to, that's going to hurt them. And I, I have the opposite belief. You should set goals that you can grow into. I just wanted to get your frame of reference on why you think that's so important to set really big goals. Mm. So I believe that you can grow only to the extent of your vision, right? Mm. You can go, not go, grow, you know, beyond your vision. So as big, and sometimes it's like, you know, it's scary to have these big goals. Sure. And what you said is when you have these big goals is you are, and here are the two things that people need to know. When you're setting big goals, it's important to know that this is not a, you know, a final destination. It's something that you are aiming for. Let's just say, I want to walk from you know, Stockholm to New York. We, I have a, like, this is like mind-blowing destination. I'm gonna right. walk there um, or whatever. Um, how I'm gonna get there, it's the reward in itself. Is the process that's going to get me there. And through that, what we, what you were saying on, at the beginning is that perseverance and grit. And you're really like going in, um, have, be, being like, you're really mindful about that goal, but being full, like the, detached from the outcome. Mm. Because here's the thing, you guys, it will always happen this or something better. You always need to know that the person that you are, becoming in the process of achieving that goal is so much more than the goal itself yeah and having those big goals it's it's essential for one of the things that is like basic human need is growth Mm -hmm. and when you have those big goals you can grow you can grow so exponentially and if you don't have those you you will stagnate and when you're stagnating you're actually if you're not growing you're dying Right. right And that, that's just sad for humanity. I'm just sad when I see people that are, they are not using their potential. And the second thing is to not being, not being obsessed about, you know, 10 step, but being where you are right now, taking those baby steps, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> and mm-hmm. celebrate every single step. Because if you are walk, like, let's just say that you are driving in a, you know, at night, you only see like the light is, I don't know what, what is the expression, but the light, you know, the focus is like 10 meters or whatever, you know, focus on that, not on the, you know, one kilometer ahead of you, just like that couple of miles or whatever, that your light that you can see, go with that, don't obsess with that end result. Because a lot of people think, oh, I have this goal, when, 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 and they're so obsessed that they're pushing and they're actually not being in the moment of like really accepting where they are yeah. and I, I celebrate, celebrate. Like, even if that's like, you know, I created my first post. I went live for the first time. Yeah. That's a milestone. Yes. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's, it, 
Yeah, you, you definitely nailed that. You got to celebrate the small wins, you know, because the, the small celebrations, they help you create the momentum that you need to keep going forward and keep persevering and having that grip and then having the grit and the small wins builds the confidence, right? Mm-hmm. To, to, to keep pushing, which is great. Now, how do you think that, I, I'm just curious, um, you know, there's a, there, there's a total, and I can't speak, I've never been to Sweden, although I really want to go. Um, but you know, here in the States, there's a total epidemic of, um, just depression, anxiety, suicide is up 200% because of COVID. Do you think that people not having goals or targets is contributing to some of the the major mental health problems we're seeing across the world? 100%. Regards to COVID, I think that just, you know, um, blows up everything, but not having goals and, you know, it's like, When you wake up and you don't have a purpose, you don't know what you're going to do with yourself. Like that's, that's boring. That's like you you die. You know, I I can imagine that when you wake up, you have your, your mini me's around you and like, you're excited (laughs) to get, you know, to get things done and to, you know, to serve your people like that's what excites you. And that gives you that drive. You know, you're so excited. You're there to, you know, help people, to support people, to, you know, whatever that is, if you don't have that is, I think it's not just boring, but it's also like your soul is like kind of what, what you're not growing. It's like you would, you, you would um, shut, you know, imagine the flower if you would put it in the dark. Mm. Like that's like the t- flower. Would you love to see flower dying? No, this is what you're doing with your, when you are not set, setting the goal. Our goal, ultimate goal and need is to grow. Right. When you don't have goals, you can't grow because you're just like, okay, I'm, a, I'm fine. I'm fine with mediocrity. That's how it is. I accept that. And you're accepting that, you know, um, that you're dying. Yeah, which, which is, uh, you know, you and I are a different ecosystem because we surround ourselves with people who are constantly focused on growth. And, you know, one of my goals on the, this podcast was helping people get out of that mindset, right? Getting out of the, get out, get out of the sidelines and get onto the playing field and start and start living life um you know one of the other the contributors though when you students start playing a little bit you get a little stressed and we we kind of mentioned that and i wanted you to cover a quote that i had uh down from you don't spend uh more than five minutes on things that won't matter in five years because i think that that's Mm. important to touch on that's five five that's my rule my so this is these famous five five rule and you guys you know it's really it's really so simple if you think about what is stressing you um in very this moment and it can be corona it can be the covid sure ask yourself like can i control this so right Will this matter? What does this actually matter? Will it matter in five years? Probably, because this uh, will be something that we will all um, talk about. Like you know, it's a historical moment, yeah. um, no doubt. But can you have a control and how this affects your life? That should be like your your focus and your attention. If you're stressed about how many people are dying, can you do something about that? If you can do something about that, go out there and, you know, maybe it's like just empowering people to not be stressed, to not be like, because people are just driven by fear. Yeah. If you can get people out of that fear, go and talk about things like love, 
Like, love is the opposite thing of the fear. Talk about love. Give someone a smile. Like, say hi to your friend. Give them a call. Call your mom that you haven't spoken to, like, you know, I, I don't know, one month. <laughs> Share some love. If you think that you can do something about it, if you think that you can't, like, take a blanket or take a, you know, a piece of a paper bag and just scream like for five minutes, like mm -hmm. get it out there, you know, or take a, a, I don't know, boxing bag and punch it, like do something and get that frustration out because don't be stuck in that emotion. Because the, the, the most, like the easiest part is to be, to accept that emotion and be stuck in it. Um, Tony Robbins says like, you know, um, emotion is emotion just right. get out of there like i don't know punch scream whatever just move get yeah. out of that state it is the choice you can literally cho choose to change your life in five minutes if you if you choose to yeah so that's, that's like five minutes if you can affect good make a plan how you're gonna do that share love share whatever you know go out there if you can, five minutes. This is all you got. I'm giving you five minutes. Like, get obsessed, get bitchy, like, whatever you need to do, go on a rant, and that's all you have. Five minutes, and then let go, move forward. Yeah, I love that. And I think that you hit on the head that, um, you know, we're, we're controlled by fear for whatever reason. I guess, you know, it's that biological thing, the whole saber tooth tiger thing, right? So, fears, okay. fear, fear and negativity are prog programmed into us which um, it, it, it's like, you just have to acknowledge that that's going to always, that's our default. And so you have to be conscientious of rewiring through things like NLP, right? Rewiring your experiences. But are there any other things that you would recommend for people to help them be more conscientious of their negative self-talk or just the way that they are already pre-programmed? Any, any type of tips mm. that you could suggest? I think it's really, um, and this, again, like this probably moms will have this. Everyone can have intuition. I'm not saying that men can't have. I have a great coach um, who actually led me to a point where, where I followed my intuition. Um, mm -hmm. James Wedmore was someone who, like, that's scary. Like, man, and so intuitive. Like, what? Uh, he's so woo-woo. <laughs> like, I thought yeah. that there were, like, only women, you know, manifestation yeah, yeah. babes right. and all this good stuff. Um, you see always, like, when... Someone is talking about abundance, spirituality. They're, most of the time, they're women. And this dude, like, what? <laughs> um, so he really inspired me to be more intuitive. And I think that your body, um, because we are, you know, mind, body, and soul, your body will always tell you mm. if, if fear triggers you, if there is something, like, awkward or, you know, and the fear, like, and Mel Robbins, I need to give her credit because she actually enlightened the, the fact how we feel when we are, when we feel fear or excitement. It's the same, same, um, same, same physical sensation in your body. Yeah. <laughs> because if you remember, I don't know, did you ever went on a free fall? Have I? No. No. <laughs> well, I mean, like on a roller coaster, yeah. yeah not yeah, like right? not jumping out of a plane or anything. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. what do you feel? It's fear and excitement yeah, at no, the same sure. time, right? Mm -hmm. And your body tells you, and this is the same, you're, you know, your palms are sweating, you have these butterflies in your tummy and you're like, oh my God, uh, what? what? Um, and it's the same, fear and excitement are the same. You just need to feel it, 
feel the fear, but do it anyway. Because yeah. fear, fear is most of the times just an indicator that you are going on the right way. Yep. Love that. Yeah. Right? Yeah. As you always said, lean in, right? And what is, what, what's it Les Brown say? What is fear? False evidence appearing real. Right. right. So that's, that's always, it's always one of my, my defaults. And, and, and uh, I like that you acknowledge there are some uh, Minder intuitives and a little woo woo. Um, so I, I always joked that I grew up in Northern California. And so my, I give a shout out to my mom. She's a, uh, she's a nurse practitioner, but she's also mm. a Reiki master. And so I had like so my, beautiful. my first, uh, my first medium reading when I was 15. Uh, doing past life regression and stuff like that. So, you know, there's a couple of us out there, although I don't talk about it much on here. Um, but it is like, it's probably showing in your life how you are operating, you know, how you are operating because it's that, that deep sense of connect, connection with yourself. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. Now, do you, have any, do you have any other success habits that you would recommend to men or women, just things that help you as an entrepreneur stay focused or, um, yeah, I know it, it kind of seems like you have a very holistic type approach to life. So anything yeah. that you would recommend? Um, so I think it's, uh, what I became really obsessed and you can, you, you can, you know, I, I don't want to promote my Instagram, but what I love to do, like I am obsessed with reels. I dance a lot and all this good stuff. Uh, I think that, you know, have that moment in your day where you're just gonna dance like no one is watching. I think that like be having that um, a little bit of a creative spark and a little bit fun spark really gives you boost, you know, and you feel mm -hmm. good. When you feel good, you're like, oh my God, I can rock this world, you know? And I think like being a little bit weird and crazy really helps you to, to stay sane. I don't know if that's even normal, but you know, um, I think that not being boxed and not being like, you know, who people are expecting you to be like, you know, and sometimes my kid will say, your mom, you're embarrassing me. Like, really. <laughs> so, <laughs> what are these TikToks? But you know, it's so beautiful because I get to be so free and it's so beautiful to be me. And having that, you know, um, just, you know, screw that, you know, life is too short. Yeah. Have fun, have as much as fun as you can. Like, Go and watch that Hangover movie for the fifth time if you need more, more comedy in your life. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think I think a lot of people do take life too seriously. And um, yeah. I heard a I heard a great quote uh, from a guy I talked to the other day, the uh, the bucket list guy. You know that uh, people die at forty but live till they're eighty. And it just you know people get so so wrapped up in being serious and taking life too serious. And you know it's like, what do you want to do? Go create your life's resume. You know, go have fun. Yeah. Go do on that roller coaster, you know, go feel, go feel those feelings of excitement and fear and lean into it. So that's, that's beautiful. Now, always one of my favorite questions I like to ask is I'm a voracious reader. Mm -hmm. um, so besides your, do, do you have the name, your title of your book? Are you allowed to give that out? Yes. The three color butterfly. <laughs> oh, what's, can I ask? That's an interesting title. Yeah. It's memoir. And it's like, I, for some reason, I don't know. And it's, it's nothing with spirituality and God. Sure, sure. <laughs> Someone asked me like, is that like, you know, <laughs> no, nothing like that. But it's just like, I have three daughters. Um, um, and it's a, li my life lessons as a you know, mom, entrepreneur and global citizen. Um, 
I might say that I speak seven languages. I, know, I read that. That's incredible. <laughs> I speak one. So I feel uh, they want to bring that up and shame myself, but that's incredible. Oh, oh, oh that's my superpower. Like that's really my superpower. So, good. Um, so I would say um, that it comes from a point of like different, well, these three different uh, areas of my life. Um, so it kind of like, that's why the three color. I also have three branding colors which is um and butterfly i think that you know we know we all know it it presents transformation Mm -hmm. um you know and i actually explained my metamorphosis uh during this life um you know in sweden seven years uh when i went from rock bottom to really creating life that is still beyond the wildest views um but yeah um so that's the three color yeah three something three yeah no uh love it three color three color butterfly so that's i love the name of the book um is there any other books that have been impactful or or really helped you that you would recommend to people such a great question i think that there are a lot of books and i am i'm reading right now um and this year was all about intuition and really intention and spirituality um i started to to work as an ambassador for mind valley and the Buddha and the Badass by Vishen Lakhiani had the, mm. like such a big impact on me. Um, I'm naturally a badass. Like that's like <laughs> that's just in my blood. You know, I'm a hustler. You know, I'm mm-hmm. a teamer. Um, I'm an impact maker. But that Buddha was like, that sounds so icky. Like, what's what's that? And creating that awareness around my spirituality and intuition and really doing the things. I feel like doing and more being in a moment um, that connection with myself that was like that Buddha and that has like that that book had profound impact on my life Um, also I'm reading now um, Jay Shetty's book I think like a monk oh yeah Um, me too it's so good it is really good good. yeah yeah (laughs) Um, oh my god like I just love how simple like this great stuff he explains so he simplifies things he's so good um but one of the the things that i books that i always always recommend is the compound effect by Mm -hmm. darren hardy i think that book oh i don't that was my i would always recommend that book no regardless who you know especially if you're an entrepreneur i think that being aware of everything that you are doing has like this you know creates mm-hmm. momentum and compound effect of the big picture yeah i love that i we uh i have my team not often uh we do sales training every morning but one of the things that we'll i'll pull up often for them is the darren dailies <sighs> so good you know it's five minutes he's such an awesome guy um i spent i lived in san diego for 10 years um you know so he's another san diego guy uh that i I just was actually from the bay area where i'm from so we got a a little bit in common um and i just i love his message he's just he's super nice and that book was really impactful for me too i read it about three years ago and i was like yeah man you just you do the small things every day and it adds up to big results over time if you're consistent so um so good Really good. I'm excited to read that other one that you had referenced because I had not heard of that one. And we're excited the about Buddha yours. And the yeah, the Buddha and, and, and the badass. Because I've got you can't honestly you can see, but I've got on oh my arm the Buddha right there on my forearm. Oh, oh my so, goodness! Yeah, <laughs> you, you are you like 
hi, my friend, you are the Buddha in Nevada. <laughs> you have to read the book. Yeah. Like, oh my God, it's so good. So good. Yeah, no, that, that sounds really interesting. I like to have yeah, well, that. He talks about how Vision, the the, found, the, the CEO of Mind Valley, he actually talks how meditation and intuition, tapping into your intuition actually helped him create this incredible company that, that is impacting billions of lives. Um, and it's mind-blowing. It's really mind-blowing. Yeah. Uh, are you someone who meditates every day? Yes, yes. 100%. Medita and I think, yeah, the, one of the habits, yes, definitely meditation. This is something that I do unapologetically every single morning. And I think mm -hmm. also my, my kids are like, if they accidentally wake up before me and I would go upstairs, and I would just sit and they would be so quiet because they observe. And I think that's also like that beautiful moment of silence and just, you know, observing mom to be present. It's so beautiful. It's so, so beautiful. Even if it's like for 12 minutes, they're so like, they're quiet, they're watching. And this is like, my kids are, you know, my kids are 10X me. They're super <laughs> active. Um, yeah. Just like being still and just watching and being present and just like, shh, shh, you know, it's so beautiful. It's so beautiful. And I think that also helps me to just ground myself. I don't know yeah. about you, but one, I have 1,000 ideas per minute. <laughs> yeah, it, it, for me, it's it's grounding. It helps me to have a bit more, uh, to be conscientious of my thoughts as they come in real time. So I can remove the ones that don't serve me and focus on the ones that do. Um, and, I, and I just, you know, for you, uh, again, you know, just props to my mom, because I watched my mom uh, meditating growing up way before it was cool. And, um, and watching her every day do that, I think it really set, you know, a precedent for me that this is something that must be important. And, you know, we all kind of lose our way in my 20s. It wasn't important to me. And in my mid to late 20s, it became relevant. She, I reached out to her. I said, hey, I got to get this, this under control. And that was the first thing she said to do and walk me through her practice. And, and I, I go, yeah, you know. And so anyway, she's been a big mentor to me, but she set the right example at a young age. So um, kudos to you for doing that as a mom. That's awesome. Yeah, so good, so good. And yeah. I have my 13-year-old, she is, she has severe ADHD and why we started to actually mm. with mindfulness and everything is just for her to be more focused and to, to have that stillness um, because she, she like, and that's also one of the things that these kids, you know, they're so distracted. Mm. And I think meditation also helps her to be more focused and to help her to, you know, not to overwhelm her brain because it's literally like it stopped working at, at some point. Um, yeah. It's just like a battery, like on and off and off, on and off, you know, um, or flash lamp. <laughs> um, <laughs> and it's like, you know, it is, it is like that. And she just overwhelmed her brain and, and, you know, just breathing through and just being present. Even that's like for two minutes. If I can do it, like everyone can do it. Like, there is no excuses like you can take two minutes and just observe and be nice to your thoughts you know I think it's also important to acknowledge your thoughts mm -hmm. even if you're not like some people think that I'm, I now need to you know just brain dump everything from my mind it's like that just be nice and practice yeah. go through thoughts that are coming to you you know uh, they're not going to go away yeah they're, they're yeah. never going to go away so <laughs> it's it's tough 
uh, but that's wonderful. I think it's great. Uh, any parents listening out there? Um, yeah, I mean, s- setting the precedent with the kids early with a, a mindful practice like that um, would, would, would serve them well for the rest of their lives. Uh, Dee, I've really appreciated chatting with you today. It's been fun. I love your energy. Your energy is infectious. Um, it's going to serve you well for the rest of your life and, and all of your clients and everybody that you're touching. Where can people connect with you at? I think I mentioned Instagram is my favorite. Good. <laughs> um, I love, love Instagram. Uh, I, no, uh, no, I'm not a pro. I don't know what I'm doing there. Sure. But I absolutely love it. I have fun. And I think that's also one of the, the things that I really want to encourage you, you guys. Even if you're afraid to tackle on a platform or, or you know, certain social media, if it feels fun and it feels right for you, it will probably feel for, for your clients as well. They will yep. feel you're authentic there and don't think that you know everyone is on tiktok or facebook or youtube like don't do what everyone is doing if it's not aligned with you so i'm really having fun on instagram um i don't know if my clients are there i just have fun (laughs) i like that all right we'll find uh d on tiktok i will i mean tiktok on instagram geez uh, slip there i will put all of uh her contact information in the show notes so uh feel free to connect with her and then when you when your book does come out please let me know so um we can we can push that out to people as well d so much thank you so much it's been a real pleasure talking to you Dai, thank you so much i appreciate you so much and so much fun and love to texas yes that, thank you appreciate it <laughs> Thank you so much, gorgeous soul, for tuning into today's show. I appreciate you so much for sticking to the end. And if you found value, please make sure to leave us a review on iTunes. This means that you are supporting my fearless mission to impact millions and also making sure that this podcast reaches people who need to hear this. As a matter of fact, you could screenshot this episode and share your takeaways on EG stories and I will personally give you a shout out there and send you a little thank you gift. How does that sound? And I hope to really see you there. And until next time, dream big, plan for success and impact the world. Mwah.